Welcome to Founders Unfiltered by a Junior VC. These are your hosts, Mazin and Aviral. So Aviral, I used to play poker all the time in college. Love the game. What about you? I actually hardly <laughs> played poker uh, myself. Although a lot of folks in physics and math actually used it as a way to uh, understand probabilistic models and statistics. I, I think it's a very good tool to learn about both mathematics as well as real life business. In this episode, we are speaking to Varun, who co-founded Poker Dangal. It's become one of India's best and biggest online poker platforms in a few years. Just like you, Varun first started playing poker in his college dorm room. After college, he worked in a variety of roles, continued playing poker online, and that really never left him. As his love for poker grew, he realized that there's an opportunity to create a better poker playing experience. After completing his MBA, he joined Star Sports, where he helped to build the sales team for Hotstar and led the national sales teams for Star Sports. Uh, then in 2015, he decided to take a leap and embark on his startup journey. Please enjoy our conversation with Varun about how he grew Poker Dangal and built his team. Hey Varun, thank you so much uh, for taking our time to speak to us. Hey Mazin, uh, hey uh, Aviral, thanks for having me here. I'm super excited to be a part of the show. So first off, congrats on, you know, very quietly building a very large uh, business. You've, you've built a 40 crore uh, online poker business without too much publicity, marketing and other such things that are involved. Could you tell us a bit about how you decided to start uh, Poker Dangal and uh, your background? So, well, I started my uh, poker journey in 2005. I'm an engineering uh, student by my qualification. I completed my computer science engineering from Bits Pilani. And uh, that is where I picked up the spot in the hostel room. Post which I went on to do a small stint as a software developer. But I quickly figured that technology and software development is not my thing. And I moved on to consulting with Ernst & Young. I was there for two years with their risk advisory practice. Moved on for my master's, did my MBA from XLRI Jamshedpur in human resources. Joined uh, Star Sports in 2014. I started my career with Star India in Hotstar. And I was a part of the team which launched the sales team for Hotstar. And uh, that gave me a very good perspective about the digital ecosystem in the country. And gave me a lot of perspective around advertisement in the digital world. And also how digital uh, ecosystems can be utilized to uh, run businesses. And in my last stint with Star, I was a part of the Star Sports sales team. I was uh, the national HR lead for the sports sales business. So Poker Dangal happened to us and uh, we went live in 2017. But the idea kind of came around in 2015. I used to play a bit of online poker after work where I found that the game is picking up in India. There is a huge demand which was kind of coming up that time. And the supply was limited. There were only two or three operators. And I saw it as a business opportunity to get into online poker. And so I, it took us two years to kind of get the team together to, you know, convince ourselves that this is the right strategy with which we want to enter the market. And in 2017, we went live with Poker Dangal. Tell us a bit about how you found your co-founders or how did you guys meet? How did the core team get built out? So we are four founders in the business. Uh, me, there is another gentleman called Varun Puri. 
and there is Shashwat Jain and Karan Gandhi. The four of us came together in 2016, end of 2016, and kind of you know decided that we want to take this ahead. Varun Puri and me are roommates from our engineering days. You know, he's himself an entrepreneur, started his own venture in 2010, and has had a partial exit from that business. He knew a lot about the startup ecosystem. What? So me and Varun, we met in 2016. when i moved back to delhi and he quickly you know understood the potential of the idea and he was the one who kind of said that you know we have to get this off the ground and me and him together we we got in touch with karan who himself is an avid poker lover player and he has been playing in the indian poker uh, ecosystem for the last 8 to 10 years now he is related to varun so he quickly came on board with the idea and he got a lot of expertise around the user behavior what is happening in the market currently he was well averse with the ecosystem and the fourth founder is shashwat jain who's a common friend uh, who was introduced to me by a batchmate of mine from xlri shashwat himself is an uh, engineer from iit dhanbad and he again has a lot of experience with the startup ecosystem he was a part of the uh, founding team of box8 which is a food delivery Uh, startup and he helped to scale their business from 10 stores to 1000 stores so the four of us we all have different skill set and when we came together i was convinced that you know this project can now finally get off the ground because we've got most of the bases covered within the team and that's how we started we started out of varun's living room that's where we started from and that's how we built the business in india gambling is illegal poker doesn't qualify in terms of being illegal in the sense that it's not a game of luck but it is a game of skill how have you worked through that uh, are there any other considerations that you have to take uh, given the regulatory uh, framework in india regarding games of skill and gambling the law is very clearly stating that it is legal to wager money on a game of skill whereas it is illegal to wager money of a game of chance now let me first define what is a game of skill versus what is a game of chance the law states that any game where the outcome is determined major, majorly by the skill levels involved in that game that is classified as a game of skill whereas any game where the outcome is majorly determined by an element of chance or luck it is classified as a game of luck now the the next question which has to be asked is if the game which you are talking about is a game of skill or a game of chance uh there have been a lot of discussions around poker being a game of skill or a game of chance and uh, in india it has been classified as a game of skill by uh, the high courts of the country and uh, hence it is 100% legal to play with it falls under the same category as your uh, fantasy sports or as rummy because these are all games which have been classified as a game of skill now that being said in india uh, uh, you know Uh, the 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 game of skill game of chance is also a state subject so the center has given the power to the states to decide whether they want to have such games in their states or not so uh, in india there are currently three states which are saying that they don't want to do anything with real money gaming irrespective if they are game of skills or game of chance so we don't encourage users to come and play on from these states onto our platform but for the other states it's 100% legal and uh, we we do welcome users to come and play on our platform obviously post doing a proper kyc making sure the users are above 18 years of age and they're not from the banned or restricted states and with an open market how do you compete with some of the bigger international players like poker stars 
as well as domestic players uh, in the same space in india the first thing uh, which is very unique to indian ecosystem and which helps uh, players like me is the user who is playing from india cannot play with a user from say the usa because of the fema laws so basically there are money laundering laws which are there in india which prohibits people to play from different countries and this creates a very good entry barrier for these international players to come to india so when they come to india they come to india as a stand alone platform and they have to start from scratch as well like we do so so it it takes out a lot of edge which they have in terms of their traffic in terms of their concurrency now when it comes to the domestic market it's a very hyper competitive market it's a market which is very aggressive and which has seen a lot of new entrants coming onto the poker scene in the last 3 years the reason being that it is a very lucrative market as well because the the demand is growing day by day and the market is still not settled in in terms of its market uh, market leaders and there is still a lot of flux happening with respect to who is dominating what is happening uh, but we believe that there is a special skill set which is required to run this business it's not a business where you can just come and throw a lot of money onto the market and people will lap it up and then you acquire a market share that doesn't work because there is a lot of user psyche and a user behavior involved in this particular segment so to be successful in this business you have to really understand the market dynamics you have to understand the user behavior and then you have to come up with a go to market strategy which will in a way differentiate your platform from the others uh, so it's a, it's a business where customer acquisition customer retention customer engagement these matrices are very very important and how are you optimizing these levers and matrices determine how successful your business will be you have to really make sure your unit economics make sense and that is where i think uh, we have we have kind of created that dent for ourselves how we do that is obviously through understanding what the users want what is it that a consumer wants from a platform how are we solving a market problem and then what is the offering that 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 product marketing fix is very important when it comes to creating a successful brand you mentioned the growing demand for poker in india so would like to talk a little bit more about poker culture in india are there any celebrities in india like in the west and what is the poker culture look like so mazan it's a very interesting question so there are two kind of celebrities who play poker right there is one kind of celebrity who are already you know actors movie stars or sports personalities who are playing the game or there are people who play the game and then become celebrities if you compare it to the west right now in india uh, there are celebrities who play poker but uh, that number is relatively small compared to west so like i know in the us matt damon toby mcguire uh, uh, these guys play a lot of poker and they they are very public about uh, the fact that they play poker in india however it has just started to happen that celebrities are saying that you know we like the game we play the game so there are a couple of actors like minisha lamba kunal khemu who are playing the po- game professionally now and then there are people like amir khan who said that poker is something which is their guilty pleasure which they like to indulge in and that is very important because that is how the masses will connect to the game the second part is around common people playing poker and becoming celebrities so this is something which has started to happen in india the game in the us uh, really zoomed when people like chris money maker or daniel negrano or phil ivy they started to become celebrities from the game of poker people started to know that these guys are making millions of dollars from playing a game and that's what gave them that celebrity cult status in india it has started to happen so we have also got people who have won bracelets at uh, world series of poker now they they represented the country on an international stage and won games 
but it's time now for the media to pick up these heroes present them as people who are uh, you know celebrities for the game of poker that is what will engage the pub, uh, people to this game and that is what will create the hook we need to take the game to the masses now so it is going to happen it is just a question of when and it is a question of the mass media picking up these players who are making millions from 500 bucks you know as as heroes or poster boys of the sport so now i would like to dive into our topic for this episode which is recruiting and, and building a team when you hmm. started off you were just four co-founders and today you're over 25 people i believe in just a couple hmm. of years would let us start off by understanding how did you recruit your first few employees especially without any funding you have to sell the vision to the first few people because uh, you don't have the money to compensate them with the market price but you want the best talent so we we tried to make sure that you know within the first few people we had most of the bases covered as i told you the four co-founders who were there they they do possess a lot of different skill sets the next set of people we wanted to bring in were people who had expertise in market, digital marketing people who had expertise in or say a crm tool or how do you manage your customer life cycles or retentions so we we hired the next set of 3 4 people keeping in mind the requirements we had for our business uh, and we went, we went about very carefully choosing our people so what we did was we looked into our social networks our personal connects to identify people who can fit into a particular job the idea was then to try and sell them the vision to tell them that you know right now this is the scene and after 3 years this is possibly where we can be and if you believe in the vision then we would request you to come on board believe in the business believe in the vision we have and uh, work towards creating something big and when the time is right definitely the compensation will follow and i was very lucky to find the initial four or five members who did believe in this vision and since then you know these guys are still with the company they are they are now handling very key positions like some they are heading the marketing they are heading the operations they are heading the customer support so i think as a, as a startup it's very important to hire the right set of first few guys because that is what will help blow the business up the second part is to they they all have to believe in the vision they have to really buy into it so once we have the employees buy in then they become part of the entire process and then it's their baby as well and the next thing has to be that once the business starts doing well you have to take care of the guys as well so now they're uh, they're compensated well in terms of the roles they're handling the positions they're at that gives them a lot of gratification as well and of course this is the this is the product lines they've built for themselves so they they do really take it up and they own it up like that's it's their business and that has really helped us just to kind of understand this a bit more when you're looking at your first few employees what are some of the things that you look for i mean apart from buying into the vision obviously some skills or some kind of personality so as a, as a, as i told you so, so we wanted to get a person for our digital marketing we wanted to get a person for our customer support we wanted to get a person for our processes and operations every vertical line has its own kind of skill sets which are required but one common trait amongst all of them has to be that they have to really you know be self starters they have to be people who can work you know in a in an environment where everything is not laid out for them so they have to be people who are who are problem solvers person has to be able to motivate themselves because you fail every day in a startup that is the reality you you try something it never doesn't work but then you learn from it and you try it again in a different way so i think that is very important you have to have a mindset where you are able to learn relearn and unlearn because those those traits are very important in a startup 
uh, if you're not able to unlearn what you have learned uh, from your previous jobs probably you will be stuck as a dinosaur if you don't relearn what you already know probably you won't find a better way to do it and of course you have to keep on learning those new things Curious as to how that might have changed today now that you have some revenue and, and the ability to pay people better and, and you already have your core team in place. When you're recruiting now, is that does it look different? Are you looking for different qualities, different types of people? Well, now there are uh, a lot of specific skill sets which we look for. So the softer aspects of, uh, you know, being a go-getter and of course those things are there. But now we do add a very specific layer of technical expertise to their roles. So far, as I told you, the, the heads of every department are pretty much set. I mean, people evolved into the roles which they're handling now. Let me put it like that. And uh, they, they had more generic skill sets back then. And now we hire for more specific skill sets. Well, first of all, what's your role in the recruiting process today? Uh, and how is that different from your role working in HR at Star Sports at a much bigger organization? So we, we are still a very small organization. Like we are just 25 odd people in our current organization. So definitely every recruitment which happens, happens after I have personally met the person and, you know, signed them off to come onto the team. So the recruitment process is pretty much, uh, in, in, in my current organization, we come up with a, with a kind of an org chart or the way we want to structure the organization to tackle the business requirements. And once we've created that chart, we see where we want to have specific people come and fit in. And once that requirement is created, once that requirement is understood, we then go about the recruitment process through either consultants or through LinkedIn. And then finally, there is an interview process which happens uh, either through telephonic rounds or face-to-face meetings where I would definitely be part of one of the teams who are meeting the, the potential candidate to evaluate them. In STAR, it was, I would say, a very different ball game when we were hiring uh, because A, the, the brand name was so big that we, you know, the, the interest was generated uh, at, a, at a much uh, easier level for the candidates because the candidates also have to be very excited about where they're going to work, right? So Star had that advantage. It had the brand name. It had the positioning of a market leader where, where you know, you're getting to work for the best in the business and hence competition was never an issue. So when I was hiring for Star, it was easier to kind of convince the people to come on and join the business. Uh, so, so, you know, we used to have a lot of uh, filtered resumes coming to my desk. And of course, when, when we used to put up the candidates in front of the business, there was another round of elimination which used to happen at my, my end. So, so the process over there was uh, that, you know, out of 100 candidates, maybe 10 would get to meet the business and only two would be called in for the final rounds. Over here in a smaller organization, it is a, a tough sell to tell people to come on board and join an organization like Poker Dangal because A, we are not the market leaders right now. And B, poker in India is a very touchy topic <laughs> where a lot of people don't want to get involved into this sector right now. But uh, definitely we are very choosy about the talent we are hiring. And the process of hiring, I think I've taken it from star that, you know, we do the first level of CV shortlisting at a consultant level. Then we do a couple of rounds of interviews, telephonic interviews before they get to get to meet the business team. Because the startup will give you definitely more opportunities of growth, of doing your own thing uh, than any other matured organization. So that's an advantage you also have. 
founders are always talking about recruiting being difficult. In fact, I've heard some startup CEOs say that they spend up to 50% of their time recruiting. Hmm. Why do you think that is? But Mazin, as I told you, it's, it's the most important thing in any startup is uh, the people. Like you might have the best of ideas, the best of technology, the best of funding, whatever. But till the time you have the right team to deliver or execute, it will count to nothing. That is the reality of life. And hence, uh, recruitment becomes a very, very important part of running a startup. Uh, Getting the right people for the job is very important. And keeping them motivated is, again, very important. So uh, HR plays a very important role in startups. And luckily for our business, I was coming from that background where I used to put in a lot of effort and focus on this team building aspect of running a business. But I think it's very important and it's, it's massively undervalued. And uh, it's a tough sell, as I told you, to convince people to come on to a startup where are there, where there are so many uncertainties uh, and then come in and deliver. It, it, it becomes a challenge for the founders to get the right people. And definitely you, when you're starting out, you don't have the kind of money to compensate for the lack of brand name. Uh, so you have, you have two tough th- things to convince people to do. You don't have a brand name and you don't have money. So then, then how do you tell people to come on board and join and work 18 hours a day to get to that level where we will have the brand name and we'll have the money. So you have to sell a vision. You have to sell a, sell a story over there. Uh, and definitely once the startup reaches that level, the employees who have joined you in the beginning have, who are taken that risk will be rewarded accordingly. So it's a high risk, high re- uh, reward kind of an equation. And uh, I mean, it's it's one of the most important things one has to do as a founder of a business. Now, curious, since you've kind of seen both ends of this spectrum, uh, when do you think uh, a company should kind of transition from the founders being involved in recruiting to a more kind of structured process with a professional HR team? So if you if you can call it uh, at least from the CEO's level till three levels below, the guys have to be, uh, the, the founders have to be involved in the hiring process. Below that, once the organization becomes, say, 60 members strong or 50 members strong, after that, maybe the recruitment process can be more structured. But the initial 50, 60 people have to be handpicked is what my firm belief is. And it is always better for the founders to meet people even below that level or below that, uh, uh, beyond that number. Because uh, the way a founder can sell the dream, I don't believe anyone else can. So the way I can talk about my business, I'm very sure most of the people in my team, apart from the founding team, can't talk about the business so passionately. So, uh, so it's, it's, it's actually good for the founders to be involved if they can find the time to meet the candidates. Maybe even for a five-minute casual conversation before giving out the offer letter, that will always be a very good thing. So in terms of any listeners who would want to work for an early stage startup, uh, how would you think they should position themselves and work towards building for for a journey or a role in a early stage startup? Well, it's it's a very interesting question, Avril. I mean, uh, to kind of think of it from the other side, uh, what people need to first understand is the nature of the business and what is the vision of the founders. Because it's very important to understand that a startup, uh, you know, if they're trying to just sell the run-of-the-mill stuff, uh, then there are bigger players in the market doing that. So every startup has to kind of solve a problem, which is going to either optimize the existing uh, ways that problem is being solved or will provide a new way that the problem is being solved for. 
so the, as a as an as a person who's looking to join a start any startup it is important to understand what this mission is what is the problem which is being solved and once that is clear the users have to be convinced the, the employees have to be convinced that the the founders have the capability to deliver the the problem statement which they're trying to solve or uh, and then definitely uh, in the initial stages of a startup money won't be there but people have to understand that what is the nature of the role they are trying to handle so because there see in the initial uh, if you are one of the few initial guys to join a startup you have to try and get a maximum pie of the work you can deliver and do because once the startup kind of grows uh, you want to have a prominent position in the business as well because that is what will help you with your compensation and your position in the organization when the startup grows so it's very important to be a convinced that the founding team is the right team the problem statement they're trying to solve is unique is is in a different way or is you can optimize the current ways and the third is you try and get a maximum role for yourself or so that you can you know position yourself as a leader within the team and and just to close out what advice would you have for early founders starting a business um in terms of building a team and managing their time how should they go about it especially if they're starting early on uh, the first thing is that you have to come up with a very clear strategy so you have to know that the first 6 months this is what i'm trying to drive and this is how i'm going to drive it so you have to do a lot of research before you actually go and start uh, delivering a product or a service so we guys did a 8 months of go to market planning Uh, we, we did a we had a lot of plans. Then we narrowed down to the plan we wanted to start with, and we 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 started with that plan for four months. Saw the results, then tweaked the plan according to the market reality, and we kept on building from there. But the homework we did for the eight months made sure we are optimizing the limited resources we had to start the business with. So we started with a bootstrap budget, which was put in from our personal pocket, our personal savings. so we didn't have a lot of money but uh, what we did in the 8 months prior to going live was we came up with a way on how we want to spend that limited resource or limited money we have and make sure we are able to create a dent in the market and create a niche name for ourselves and a small market for ourselves and i think that is very important for any early stage founder to to do that homework before you go live to spend that 5 6 months to research the market to research your plans and get going into the market you have to try and start small and try and uh, play around with different plans and a very small uh, space and then see what is working what is not working before you try and put more fire on uh, put more fuel on any kind of fire which you have created so when we entered the market we had these three four small plans which we had we started couple of them failed one of them worked then we started putting in more money on the plan which worked and that is how we started creating a bit of virality in the system so that is my advice to any new founder or person who's trying to enter into a business is do a do your research come up with a market plan come up with a go to market strategy and uh, spend a very limited amount of money uh, in that plan to begin with and see how the market is responding to that plan and then tweak your strategy the second advice would be to go for the right hires right people to work with sometimes that is the toughest part so we could have started poker dangal in 2015 but i didn't find the right partners or the right team to work with in 2015 and hence we i had to spend 2 years to create that right team and the right team just meant finding three more people but it took me 2 years and i'm very glad i didn't 
uh, you know, hasten the process because I would have failed, and then I wouldn't have probably had the uh, courage to start uh, try again. So it's important to get the right people, right initial few people together before you venture into uh, a new business. And trust is a very important factor because the people you're working with, you have to have that kind of trust that they can deliver uh, for you and for the business. And it's very important to, you know, make sure you are keeping yourself motivated, the others motivated around you. Because failure is a part of the startup life. It's an everyday process where you will try, you will fail. And it it, it, it does get very uh, demoralizing to, uh, you know, try again. But you have to. That is the reality. So the grind is real. Uh, and you have to try and, you know, keep at it. Keep trying to incrementally improve from the last day. And uh, you will realize that things will uh, move uh, eventually. So it, it happens. It will happen. It has to happen. Is that it? You have to play with. Thank you so much, Varun. Thank you for your time. It was lovely speaking to you. Thanks, thanks, Avril. Thanks, Madan, for having me. And uh, really a pleasure to talk to you guys. And now, a quick summary of what we discussed with Varun. Poker is considered a game of skill, so it's legal in most Indian states. It's growing in popularity, and according to Varun, India needs more poker celebrities and to be picked up by the media for the game to become mainstream. But he thinks it's inevitable. Varun decided to start Poker Dungle in 2015, but he didn't actually launch until 2017. It took him two years to find three people and figure out his plan for launch. But once he did launch, he still had gaps in the team that he needed to fill. So he looked for highly motivated self-starters and had to sell the vision to get the first few recruits to join. Most of them took huge pay cuts to join the Poker Dungle team. As the company grew, he rewarded his first few employees with the appropriate pay and allowing them to lead the business units that they built. After that, Poker Dungle started to hire for more specific roles with less of a focus on generalist and self-starters and more of skill-based recruitment. Thank you so much for tuning in to Founders Unfiltered. I've got a favor to ask you. Will you take a minute to review us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening? Thank you.